0: So I think in 2020 was our first time running a Minecraft event, and I think it kind of showed the Minecraft world like, hey, you know, we can do more than just online events. I
1: think it's the That's question wonderful. that everybody's wondering, and it's only if you can answer, of course, who reached out to who? Because there was a little thing going around of like who made the teams. A lot of people were wondering, was it not crew? Was it Twitch Rivals? Was it Smage? Was it a collab? But you you essentially answered there was who who made the teams this time around
2: and then his dodgeball as well where the first round he takes down everyone including doing a 1v3
1: it, it kind of shows, you know, in a LAN event, when he's got when he's got perfect Wi-Fi, the same Wi-Fi or the same ping as everybody else, he comes full FinDiv as a normal EU player, okay? I just want to wanna, wanna put that out there. I want to put that out there for everyone, okay? <laughs> that CPK is, C-P-K is an S tier, and I, th- I feel like you very much proved that.
0: From my perspective, as someone who's part of Twitch Rivals and as a fan, it seems like a no-brainer to me. Uh, an Ooh. EU MCC event just makes a ton of sense to me. Oh. So Nox crew and Twitch Rivals collectively have proven that there's, like, absolutely a hunger from the community for more mcc live irl type events so
2: i thought it was cool that after so long trying to win an mcc coin captain sparkles wins a crown straight away
0: yeah so we had that event right after and it lasted for like i don't know three hours or so and there were just hundreds of people there to meet and and get signatures from um all the different folks
1: All right, lads, welcome back to Midweek MC, the part of the podcast where I sit down with the amazing co-host, Captain Ajax, who's actually here this week. Can you believe it? Yo, I'm back! Ajax, oh my god. (laughs) How how are you, Ajax?
2: I'm good, thank you. I had a lovely time at Disney, so... That's good. You've now missed two out of
1: eight weeks. This is outrageous. Oh oh my god. Oh, you're gonna find me on the spot. (laughs) I'm gonna have to. However, (laughs) that doesn't matter, all right? Because you've come back for the perfect week. have a very very good podcast this week a very fun topic what 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 is it ajx what are we going to be talking about this week oh
2: we are talking about twitch rivals mcc i'm so excited
1: and it's even <laughs> more exciting because it's not just us we have we have someone who's who's very cool on the podcast somebody who's actually the community program manager for twitch rivals what was what's their name ajx
0: Fuel. hey folks happy to be here thanks for having me
1: <laughs> welcome on in how are you today?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, you know, having a little bit of the post TwitchCon blues, missing all the uh, all the creators and everything. But yeah, otherwise doing good.
1: Missing all the creators despite not going.
0: Yeah, it was such a fun time. I mean, I I unfortunately couldn't make it out, but watching all the events, uh, you Mm. know, obviously ours for Twitch Rivals, but just all the stuff happening on TwitchCon, watching, you know, Twitter, seeing all the, you know, all the tweets from the different folks taking pictures. um, It it was just really cool. It's such a special time uh, to see everybody in these communities come together, meeting people for the first time or seeing friends that they haven't seen in a long time. And it's just, uh, I don't know, there's something really cool about that, so. Definitely, was, uh, was exciting. It felt like a different level this year as
2: well. Def- it was certainly, so certainly
0: if you uh if you got a chance to see that keynote our uh, ceo dan clancy dropped some pretty big information that people seemed really excited about so <laughs> uh, you know as a as a long time a fan of, of twitch it's it's really cool to see uh the community sentiment uh changing in, in a more positive manner so always always happy for that
1: it seems to be taking a big step in the right direction as of the last recent months right
0: i certainly think so um i, I think there's a I think Dan's done a really good job of, you know, kind of getting out there and being a part of the community. I mean, he streams himself, which, uh, mm. you know, I, I have a ton of respect for. He truly understands the product. He, he understands the communities and the creators and the viewers and what they're looking for, what they need. And I think, you know, him and his, his the team, everybody, um, are making decisions that are really beneficial to the creators which at the end of the day that's what this is all about for
1: right exactly i had the chance to so i watch a bit of twitch rivals every now and then it's something that because i spend a lot of time editing the podcast right upload into a week it's kind of my hobby and uh, so like well i say hobby because i work like a, in quotation marks with a job uh, but i had the chance to lurk during the apex Apex Legends, uh, Twitch Rivals. You, I'm, I. It it sounds like a silly question, all right. But I'm gonna ask it just to make sure you have an impact on every single Twitch Rivals, right?
0: Um, most of them. So there. Are, so so my role as a community program manager essentially is I'm kind of the voice for Twitch to the community, uh, which is the creators and the viewers, and then I'm the voice back to Twitch from the community. So I'm kind of that liaison between the two. So you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to keep up with what's happening in the space and understanding what makes sense for for the community, like how Twitch can best serve these communities. And so yeah, I'm involved with a lot of the events. Um, I do have a counterpart, uh, my colleague Taylor, um, who's also a community manager. So we kind of split the load because we have a lot of different events. Um, I think this year we had something like a hundred different events. So yeah, I typically handle more of like the Minecrafts and like the FPS BR kind of games. And then he handles more of like the variety stuff. Um, So like Uno, party animals, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, um, we're both pretty involved with a lot of events and, uh, you know, like I said, it kind of ranges uh, all across the different, uh, communities across Twitch. So, um, yeah, the four events that we had this weekend, I was, I was involved with all of them and, uh, they were all awesome in their own unique way.
1: Even though we've already kind of covered who you are and what you do, do, would you like to give us a little bit of a rundown, I guess, from yourself of who you are and, and what you do?
0: Sure. So, yeah, my name is Cloud Fuel. Um, well, that, that's what I'm known as in the gamer space. Uh, my real name is Blake, and I'm a community program manager for Twitch Rivals. So, Twitch Rivals is a uh, a series that's produced by Twitch that is uh, built for the communities. So, these are the creators and the viewers that make up all of Twitch. And so, we run events across a wide variety of different games. You know, spanning from Minecraft to Apex Legends to Party Animals and everything in between. And and my role as a community program manager is essentially to kind of be the voice for Twitch, uh, Twitch rivals, and Twitch to the community, and then also from the community, uh, which is again the creators and the viewers, back to Twitch. So I'm I'm trying to better understand what it is that the community needs and how Twitch rivals can fit into that. Uh, the last thing we ever want to do is step in and overlap what already exists, um, which we could talk a little bit more about, you know, that and sort of how this MCC event came to be. But you know, just kind of thinking of that nature of like we don't want to overlap. We want to. We want to be additive to the community. um We're always thinking of those things, like how how can we best serve the community. Essentially,
1: yeah. I mean, that's that's the perfect introduction, right? Definitely. It was, uh, I was. I love um Twitch Rivals
2: and all they've done. And I just think it, it's such a big event for Twitch. Whenever there's a Twitch Rivals, especially obviously, I mainly focus on Minecraft, but I'm always so uh, ready to see different games being played and so on. And it, it's interesting that there's two of you working on it and the fact there's like a competitive side, and then the more uh, sort of less competitive games. That being said, I do know it's very competitive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah, it really depends on the, like, the community, like the way we, we sort of design our events is we sort of think about, you know, who are we trying to target, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we could take something like an apex legends, which is traditionally very competitive, but we could turn it on its head and we could go and, and sort of invite creators who are not as you know competitive with the game and make it more fun. We could add silly bounties in where it's like you have to hit a 360 no scope or, you know, you've got to like jump five times before you shoot just we could add silly stuff in there. We do that from time to time. Uh, but we try to think about about what would make the most sense for the community and what they would, uh, what the creators and the viewers would respond to the most. So when you look at something like Minecraft, I mean, we we've run a lot of Minecraft events over the past three years. Yeah. So so I started playing Minecraft in 2014, and you know the first two years that Twitch Rivals existed, uh, we didn't run any Minecraft events, and so for me it was always something I wanted to bring into the fold. And so I think in 2020 was our first time running a Minecraft event and it was a, it was a vanilla event. So this was something that myself and a couple of my colleagues came up with and we did, um, it was like an advancement bingo is what we called it, which essentially was like fully vanilla. It was based off the advancement system that already exists in within the game. Um, and, and we just wanted to do something that, you know, was very sort of downscaled that we could run ourselves because we knew we didn't have the knowledge or the prowess to be able to like build these massive worlds or Design and program and code things out um, the way some of the other events that we were seeing, and I think this was around the same time that you know Dream SSP was coming up and MCC was coming up. So we saw those things as like, whoa, those are really cool. We can't do that. Uh, let's do <laughs> very vanilla stuff and just kind of see what we can do. And that was great. We did the advancement bingo a few times. People had a good time. I think we even had like some of the Dream S P folks a part of it. Some people that would eventually go on to be a part of MCC were a part of it. And it was really cool. And then, as time went on, we started, sort of started to expand upon that, and, and sort of increase the scope of which we were kind of leaning into the Minecraft customness. And over the years, we worked with a lot of different studios, so it's been it's been pretty amazing for me as as just a fan of Minecraft in this community. Um, you know, I think initially we were working with SLG, uh, also known as Super League Gaming. We did a lot of like the Minecraft mini games events. Uh, some were better than others. We learned a lot along the way, but we had some really cool. And uh, great experiences across that time, and then we worked with EVNT, uh, which, if you know, like Pika Clicks and his team, they yeah, were behind yeah. that. So we did a lot of really cool stuff with like Mindraft and MCL. Um, and stuff like that and then we also worked with tubnet which was amazing I, i've been a huge fan of tubbo really ever since i kind of discovered him on SAP. Just, just a big fan of kind of how he operates and, and him as a creator um so getting to work with him and his team was was pretty incredible and i think that actually is is in a way kind of what set up our ability to work with mcc which we could we could kind of dive into that whenever i guess you guys are ready but yeah i mean that event last year in amsterdam with uh with tubnet we did the craft master live event that was was pretty incredible. Um, That was like our first i think big minecraft live type event that happened in a, in the live space and i think it kind of showed the minecraft world like hey you know we can do more than just online events um so it's been, it's been really cool for me as again as a fan to see this progression this journey you know we didn't always get it right at first we had to learn a lot of things along the way um, but i think we've gotten to a really good place over the past year and a half and we've really hidden our stride
2: oh well, i was gonna say i was at the top t- uh net event in amsterdam and it was so cool and such like a big deal um, um, and yeah, it was a, like the first Minecraft live experience, you know, tournament experience I've ever, and the only one I've ever been to. But it was such a great event, and I'm sure helped uh, when planning for this one and so on.
1: Are you there live, HX?
2: Yes, yeah, for, for, for that event I was.
1: Jeez, oh, that's so cool. I, mean, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm learning stuff about my co-host. Look at this, eh? <laughs> I guess with, with all that being said then, I guess like just a few little questions before we do, move into because you're doing a really good job at like possibly transitioning into it but then I still have more questions about you (laughs) as, as a person uh so how long have you been working with Twitch Rivals for
0: I started at Twitch in 2016, and I was working on the Rocket League Championship Series, the RLCS, if you will. And back then, things were a bit different. Uh, We were known as like the Twitch Esports team, and everything was very Esports focused. We had uh, different groups that would work on the different sort of like communities, and we was all kind of like broken apart and separated, each kind of doing their own thing. And in 2019, we all kind of came together with this unified vision of Twitch Rivals, uh, where we were sort of bringing content creators that you know content creators and pro players and everybody in between we're kind of bringing them all together to create an event series that wasn't quite esports but also wasn't it was it, i don't know it was like it was sort of this interesting sort of gray area and it was new and fresh at the time um so we started that in 2019 and uh we've been doing it now for i guess five years right or four yeah. years i can't math so it's it's been pretty cool to see like the progression over time and like i mentioned you know we didn't do any like minecraft initially that came on later our initial sort of events were, you know, League of Legends, and uh, I think Apex Legends was another big one that happened early on. So, you know, we were kind of focusing more on like the FPS and VR communities, and then as time went on, we started adding more and more into our repertoire. But yeah, I've been with Twitch now for, I guess, seven years. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, but then at the same time, it feels like it's been forever.
1: <laughs> I know that exact feeling. <laughs> But then you're also the community program manager. So like, I guess, perfect transition into talking about MCC Live, ex-Twitch Rivals. What exactly was, as a community program manager, what was your role in this collab?
0: Yeah, so for this one, it was a bit different than my typical role for for other events because you know mcc i mean that that's Knox crew and and s majors uh that's their baby um (laughs) so with that one it's like you know in the other events we have to kind of take the lead on a lot of things for this we you know we were able to just kind of like find our own lane to sort of like support them and, and and take what they already do which is so great and help them bring it to a live setting so for me there wasn't as much work as there would have been in like previous events where i would you know be the one that sort of goes out and invites people and uh explains how the event's going to work and all that sort of stuff. I kind of act as like a recruiter in a way for a lot of events, but for this yeah. one, it's like, hey, yo, it's it's MCC. Like, there's not much you have to say. People know. People are kind of beating down the door trying to be a part of it. So, no, I got to work with uh, with Scott S. Major um, to to kind of build out the list of creators. And you know, there's always more creators than there are spaces, so it's it's always difficult to try to you know figure out who's going to be a part of the event. And and then he worked on the teams, so like I, I didn't really have to do anything with that. And he did a great job of building out the team roster. And Yeah, I mean, I was just kind of, like, involved in a way to sort of, again, be that voice in the community back to Twitch. Um, So, I mean, there were times where, I guess, you know, I I was able to sit in on meetings and sort of explain to the team, like, hey, this is kind of how MCC does things. And I was able to provide, you know, examples of previous uh, events and things of that nature. But to be honest, I felt like more of just kind of a fanboy for this event, because it it felt, it honestly felt so smooth. Like, from the very first time that we we spoke to those guys, uh, Nox crew, like, they were just so professional they they knew they had a vision for how they wanted this thing to go and it was more just like how can we as twitch rivals bring that to life how can we best support you to take what you already do which is again so amazing and bring it to a live setting so it was uh it it doesn't always go that well i was very very impressed with just like how smoothly that partnership went
2: when was like the timeline of all this so when does it like start? When you get in a conversation with them to now where the event's been, and it was such an amazing event. Definitely helped by you know the incredible scoring um, that made it so close going into the final. What when does that all begin?
0: Yeah, so I mean, I think I really think the stage was kind of set last year with our event with uh, with Tubnet doing Craft Match July because you know again we had a lot of folks that typically are part of MCC that were part of that event. They all had a great experience, so I'm sure you know, the word kinda got out. And I think mm-hmm. in a way we sort of showcased what Minecraft could be in a live setting. And then we followed it up later that year working with uh PikaClix's team, EVNT, to bring um MCL, which was sort of like a MOBA in Minecraft. Um and that was great as well. So we, we did that at San Diego at TwitchCon San Diego. And so I think that really kind of set the stage of like, hey, you can have Minecraft events in a live space and they can run really well and people can have a great time. And so I think, yeah, it was probably I don't remember the exact date, but I wanna say it was probably like April of this year. I think is when we, we were first kind of chatting with uh, the folks at Knox Crew about building this thing out. I mean, we've we've known of them. We've talked to them before. Um, this is not the yeah. first time, but uh, I think it was, again, it was really just to find, you know, again, which, which rivals the whole thing is we want to make sure that we're being additive. We want to add to the space in a way that doesn't take away from what's already being done or overstep. And so I think this was the first opportunity where it's like, hey, we can do something here that's different. You know, you already do something really great with your online product. Let's bring it to an IR. IRL setting and, you know, bring something to the fans in a a way that hasn't been done before. So, yeah, I want to say it was, like, probably April uh, we we first started talking. And these things take time. You know, there's a lot of IRL stuff that has to get figured out. Setups for the PCs, like, what the visuals are going to look like, all the graphics, all that sort of stuff, which is way outside of my my knowledge base. We've got a whole team that (laughs) handles that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, they, again, I think it was one of the easiest partnerships we've ever had. Uh, they, They were consummate professionals. They knew exactly what they wanted, and we were able to make a lot of that stuff come true. So, awesome. I
1: think it's the There's question... One that everybody's wondering, and it's only if you can answer, of course, who reached out to who?
0: Um, I mean, again, I think we had been in contact with each other before for various projects. So I- I'm sure it was probably a combination of the two. I think we've reached out to them before and they've reached out to us. So I'm not really sure. Uh, Cause again, I-, I typically don't get involved in the very beginning of things. I, I kind of get brought in as we're sort of in that design brainstorm phase. Oh, yeah. So uh, it could have been, you know, some of our business development or sales folks talking to the- some of their folks Thanks it's hard to say but i imagine you know from from my perspective when i got brought in it was very much a sort of kismet like everybody wanted to work together uh kind of space so yeah it's
1: kind of just them ones where like it's kind of just that mutual agreement of it's going to happen at one point but like when it happens it happens and then i guess it's now this is when
0: it happened you know yeah exactly
1: i you also you also answered a uh you also answered a theory without even realizing so uh i i i can't i can't remember where it's from per se and this is why i absolutely love the podcast because was a little thing going around of like who made the teams? A lot of people were wondering: was it Not Screw? Was it Twitch Rivals? Was it Smajer? Was it a collab? But you you essentially answered there was Smajer who who made the teams this time around So
0: yeah, I mean we so we work together. So it's there's my uh, there's a lot of people at Twitch Rivals, but my colleague uh, Kelsey, um, she's she's one of the like uh, so we have online events and live events, and for live events she's one of the like head coordinators for those. And so I worked with her and with Scott to to come up with like a creator list of, of people we'd want to invite. Um, and of course, you know, it's, it's always much, the list is always much longer than spots available. So you kind of start going through and inviting people. And as people say yes or no, for various reasons, uh, you make adjustments. You know, we, from from a Twitch Rivals perspective, and this is, you know, I can't speak on behalf of Knox crew because they may have different approaches. But from a Twitch Rivals perspective, we're always trying to think of a lot of different things. We want to make sure that, you know, we have diversity across all of our picks. We want to make sure that we're representing the Twitch community as best as we can. Um, and specifically within the Minecraft space, you know, we're trying to get the folks that, you know, range from folks have been a part of dsmp or folks that have been on hermitcraft uh, as well as like the speedrunners. like we're trying to get the whole sort of everybody or as many different groups as possible uh, involved and so that was that was a collaborative effort to come up with that creator list and then yeah i mean uh scott has as far as i know he's always done the teams so that to me was kind of a no-brainer it's like all right here's the list you make the teams you've done this so many times and you're so great at it so uh <laughs> it didn't make sense for us to kind of step in and try to tell him how to how to do what he already does so well so yeah he did a great job
1: i mean i guess it's a bit, uh, a little bit like the podcast sorry ajax i know, sorry i know i just wanted yeah, to quickly say good, this it's right? like it's, it's a bit like the podcast for example like i'm trying to branch out with so with inside mc it's specifically guests in quotation marks interviews I don't like calling in interviews so I feel like interviews are very much I ask you a question you answer I don't build on it I ask my next question right so it's like it's getting like guests on to talk and I'm trying to reach out to different communities of like SMPs hardcore events I mean for instance midweek MC you said you checked like you you saw a few of the podcasts I have you on not even I we have you on this week and then like you know last week uh, I was joined as, with a co-host Bendo who is one of Twitch Rivals and you know everyone I've had on like Bendo, Fulham they've all had very good things to say about Twitch Rivals so big props for that I guess <laughs> and then the week before that was like a uh you know a in, um an event inside my con inside Minecraft and then like before that was MTSR so like it's different different communities different kind of things a bit like you for instance with Twitch Rivals you're trying to branch into different communities of creators constantly and I mean I guess it's a lot easier with Twitch Rivals because I mean not easier but you get what I mean yeah I I, ho- I hope I've kind of made sense there with the comparison
0: yeah, I mean, we we sort of see it as like you know, there's there's the overall Minecraft community, which is a part of the bigger Twitch community. But when you sort of zoom in on the Minecraft community itself, there's a lot of different groups within there, and there's overlap between these groups. It's not like they're completely segregated. But you know, we want to try to make sure that there's representation across all of these different groups. We we try that's one of the big things we like to do with Twitch Rivals is sort to of cross pollinate different creator groups, and and we'll even go outside of you know the typical like we've had events in the past where it's like we wouldn't we wouldn't necessarily just Invite Minecraft creators. We've invited Minecraft creators to Fortnite events. We've invited Fortnite creators or variety creators to Minecraft events. Uh, I mean, you look at Masayoshi. He was one of the people that we uh, invited to this event. He doesn't typically do Minecraft. He's done some Minecraft, but he's he's more of a variety creator. Yeah. Um, so we're always trying to like you know bring in. It's 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 less about the the game that they play or they stream the most, and it's more about like the personality and the vibe. Uh, we spend a lot of time thinking about just trying to build good vibes because at the la- at the end of the day we. Want want creators and viewers to have a good time right and that's Mm. what it really comes down to so we try to find people that are going to have you know they're going to have the skill to be able to like play the event because we don't want anybody to do poorly or not have a good time but we also want to make sure they have the right vibes and the right mindset for it. And so we've done Minecraft events in the past that have been very sweaty, very competitive. You know, infamously, Tfue won one of those. You know, he's one of the one of the most, like, winningest players that we've ever had in Twitch Rivals. Um, but there are certain events where it makes sense for someone like him. And there are other events where it's a little bit too casual, maybe not the best event for him. So we're always thinking of those things. And so when trying kind to of put together the very first MCC Live event, it's like you have to think of all the MCCs that have come before, which is, you know, what, 34 or 35 plus. Um, yeah. There have been so many people across all these different events people that have won people that have never won people that you know were on like a three game losing streak like all these different things and it's like trying to get all these different groups represented um in the event is is again it's tough because there's only 40 spots so but that, that that's we try to put a lot of thought into that when we're building out these these crews um and again we worked really closely with scott to make sure that anybody that we would invite would make sense because the last thing we want to do is invite somebody who like doesn't fit with the mcc crew or, or like would make sense with uh, the creators that were there or didn't yeah. have the experience that you know they wouldn't have a great time like this is there's a lot of prestige that goes in this event so we want to make sure that we do right by the entire community that's fair yeah that's wonderful
2: i was gonna say i loved the teams and obviously all the creators that bunched in and i'm a huge like mcc nerd so um <laughs> the fact that this event was so close and the fact that we literally had 10 points between the two teams getting to the finale that must have been just like so exciting to have happen in the first live event
0: yeah that was- pretty incredible i was i was very surprised to see how how close it came to the end so fun fact i actually had predicted the yellow yaks to win i was gonna bring
1: um, Nan yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i tweeted it out because i was it was like an internal thing so my colleague um oliver he's known as uh, major giggles he's our uh, competition manager so he and i were sort of like not betting but we were sort of like all right i think this team's gonna win i think this team's gonna win because we both watch a lot of mcc and so (laughs) initially i think the yellow yaks were actually going to be the cyan coyotes but then they got changed um i think just due to logistics of like where they were coming in on the stage i think they ended up getting changed but so essentially yeah the yellow yaks i had predicted them because when i saw that team i'm like okay captain sparkles like the dude always like is always a contender um cub fan is somebody i've watched for years because i've been a big fan of Hermitcraft for like five six years at this point and uh i mean cub fan is just i mean he's he's incredible and then and frost like what what more do i need to say and awesome dude like that whole team is just super stacked and that's not to, to take away from any of the other teams but like when I initially saw that team I, I was like there's no way this team loses I think they're just incredible um, so I predicted them to win and they ended up winning which was was pretty exciting um, but this, the way they got there was incredible I mean you mentioned that they you know th- they did really well in the first few games and then you know that Captain Sparkles came on and did the interview saying that you know they had their best games out of the way but they were kind of worried going into the rest of it and they you know I guess, I guess spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen you know they kind of dipped down for a little bit and that's when like the Purple Pandas and red rabbits kind of started taking the lead a bit. And that was pretty exciting. You know, seeing purple was popping off quite a bit. You know, CPK was popping off, fruit berries, tubbo, like everybody was kind of popping off at different times. Mm-hmm. And it got really, really close there towards the end. And yeah, I really liked how, um and I think this was, yeah, I think this is the MCC team that decided this. The way they designed the multipliers for the coins going yeah. into the end, it like really ramped things up. So going into game four, it's like, oh, the yellow yaks have this. The, it's like not even, no question, right? But then by, by the end of game four, it's like well wait a second you know their lead's been cut in half maybe yeah. they're not gonna and then game five it's like oh no purple pandas are now in the lead and red rabbits right behind them so it was just constant jockeying back and forth was really really cool to see and then yeah that last game coming down to 10 coins i felt so bad like you know this is one of those times where i, I kind of wish that we had maybe more teams that could be a part of it but you know just it kind of works out that way um, yeah, yeah. but yeah it was it was incredible and um to get us to dodge bolt so uh, for that to be our first live event uh i mean you couldn't write it any better than that
2: oh my god i'm, I'm geeking out i'm just thinking of back at the event basically now <laughs> um I'm, I'm, I'm a huge uh ant frost supporter because uh he he knows who i am basically so therefore i'm like yes ant frost so the fact uh you know you mentioned the final battle uh, the final sky battle the fact he got so many kills i think it's the kill record in sky battle as well yeah. to take yellow there and then his dodgeball as well where the first round he takes down everyone including doing a 1v3 a 1v3 i know that was so good
0: <laughs> that was so good it just builds um,
2: the whole momentum for yellow
0: and he got i think he ended up with the most individual coins as well right uh, and by like a landslide i want to say yeah, so uh, i mean he just had an incredible 1K. performance
1: compared to yeah he had a point seven yeah
2: it's it's his first ever time doing that as well so the fact it's on stage live in front of
0: everyone Um, there's something to be said about that i mean the fact that the crowd and i know our interviewers kind of asked some folks about that but like it's it's a much different feeling getting up there and playing in front of a crowd because every time you do something they're they're cheering and you know there's that energy and people really feed off of that sort of thing so it's cool seeing that you know ant frost was able to really step up in that moment and 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 you know do what he's able to do
2: Yes, definitely. And also he just like constantly is training and so on as well. And you actually brought up an interesting point. Now, I thought that CPK did so amazingly, because he's had so much so much experience in the past doing live tournaments from back uh when he used to play dota i think uh and then you know being in uh, a lot of events since so the you know different players would have different reactions to being live and i always thought that was interesting especially going into it you saw a lot of other players not doing as well as they used to doing and the fact cpk popped off and almost beat purple who is is probably the best player as well currently
0: i was gonna say the fact that uh they were on the same team like that was another team that i was like oof, CPK <laughs> together. That's, that's a scary combo but yeah i know it it was really cool to see them uh, both pur- purpled and cpk were popping off and cpk is just i don't know i mean how, how could you not love that guy um exactly. <laughs> he's, he's had a lot of so he's been in a lot of our events um you know both minecraft and then stuff outside of minecraft as well and you know he's always one thing i really appreciate about cpk is like he's always very honest with us um he's given us a lot of feedback over the years of like the good and the bad which has really helped us to make improvements uh because again mm-hmm. you know while we're fans of minecraft we don't have the knowledge to really know how to like build the network infrastructure and to code things and all this all the stuff that goes into making these events what they are. So having folks like him and, and Hannah and, and, you know, Anne Frost and some others that have been a part of our events that have given us that feedback to help us get to a point to where I think someone like Knox Crew would feel confident enough to work with us to to make this event happen is really cool. So it's definitely a testament to the, those folks that have kind of stuck with us over the years when maybe the events weren't as good as they could have been, but, you know, we, we put a lot of effort into it and they helped us to make them even better. So, yeah, definitely share. Shout out to those folks.
1: I just want to add to that, the, like on the other hand of and Frost being... H-X is goat cpk is my goat <laughs> annoying, <laughs> like, annoying like a fanboy type b i just like you said the how can you hate it i don't know i don't know what it is all right just something about cpk i just enjoy streams i enjoy that stuff and like what was really nice to see was him coming forth just i don't know i'm not speaking on behalf of him this is kind of my opinion but ping diff all right it, it kind of shows you know in a LAN event when he's got when he's got perfect wi-fi the same wi-fi or the same ping as everybody else he comes full in diff as a normal eu player okay i just want to i just want to i want to put down there. Out of there for everyone okay That us see if he gets an s tier and i feel like you very much proved that
0: well now we have to have another event so we can uh we can confirm that right <laughs>
1: i mean oh yes. <laughs> i mean with you saying that with you saying that Cloud is and it's uh, you know i'll let you ask the question AJ, because this is your one all right you, you know what to do ask the question
2: well we have we had a few people ask uh, you know on twitter is there plans um, or would you like i'm not sure the answer to this would be yes would you like to do another event in the future and if so when so okay,
0: if you can, Luke, you can uh, say yeah it from l- either well, a Twitch yeah. rivals perspective or a
1: fan <laughs> perspective. This is this is your choice because we don't want to get you in trouble, you
0: know. No, I I won't get in trouble. I'll, I'll speak honestly. So what I'll say is is this, right? The event just happened. We haven't had a chance uh because like a lot of the folks are off this week. uh You know, uh, yeah, we, we put a lot of effort to to make these events at TwitchCon happen. um A lot of like six month plus planning. So the team deservedly so uh getting a bit of a break this week. So coming back next week, I'm sure we'll go through and we'll do like a retro. Uh, perspective on each of the events and just kind of you know hey how did the event go and I'm sure we'll probably talk with Nox crew at some point so we'll see where that goes Uh, again I can't really speak on that until that happens but from my perspective as someone who's part of Twitch Rivals and as a fan seems like a no-brainer to me Uh, an EU MCC event just makes a ton of sense to me so uh, fingers crossed uh, I'm certainly going to push for it from my perspective I think it'd be amazing I think there's some great creators over in EU that were not able to be a part of this Uh, all Symmetry for example Um, i I think she would be fantastic at this, and she's won she won Craftmaster last year for us. So, yeah um, and there's a bunch of other folks too. So, to me, it makes a ton of sense to do this again. But ultimately, it's going to be up to Ox Crew and the folks that uh, make these kind of calls for, for Twitch Rivals. So, as a fan, I'm hoping for it.
1: I mean, I can't see. I just I can't I can't see why they'd say no. You know, it's one of those situations. Speaking from from me and from AJX once again, won't speak on behalf of you. But you you probably do agree with, I just I can't see why they wouldn't. Cause, but so I'm I'm looking to travel the world a little bit next year and when I say travel the world I want to go to conventions I'm off to insomnia hopefully in uh, wherever or not this happens I want to go to both insomnias next year because uh, in case it wasn't obvious already I am British I live in Britain <laughs> so there's that also I want to go to hopefully maybe VidCon I want to go to a TwitchCon US but one thing I'm definitely doing because I went for the first time ever this year and I want to go next year is TwitchCon EU all right and it's speculation wherever it happens or not the TwitchCon is either going to be in Spain or England which one? Well, I just I've just kind of for a second there I forgot do you work with Twitch so isn't me trying to hint anything so don't run to that. <laughs> I, I, just for a second I completely forgot that that sounds like I'm going to hint to something but uh, yeah so there's speculation around that obviously I have my speculation would love for it to be in England but if it is in EU next year and there is an MCC Live best believe I will be there no matter what okay because <laughs> um, I'm watching it because well, I watch I watched the Twitch Rivals stream I didn't watch a specific stream I watched the Twitch Rivals one because like you know uh, Karo Corvus uh, Corey Way uh, Fulham got his little time to shine as well like just the commentators were, was, was such a good choice in my opinion and the whole thing with Fulham beforehand like he's alongside CBK Fulham's also my goat which is quite funny because they're like quite good friends uh, as far as I'm aware anyways and it's like you know, if there was one in EU, who knows, maybe Fulham could commentate it and, and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, I yeah absolutely. There, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm actually, I'm really glad you mentioned the, the commentators because, yeah, I, I thought they did a fantastic job. Uh, we've worked with Kara on a numerous uh, numerous occasions. We've had a bunch of Minecraft events um, outside of MCC that we've, we've done, and she's been a part of those, both as a player and as a commentator, and she's always been fantastic. So it was great being able to have her back. Um, WavePunk is like our, I mean, he is the Twitch Rivals host. We've had him him for yeah. years he and he's in fact he and i go well. way back because he's he's part of the rocket league community so um i've known him since like 2015 2016 so he's okay. it's pretty incredible it's incredible to see like where he's kind of like his his career trajectory um so it was great having him and then yeah curry way was fantastic like i i don't know what i expected because i mean curry way is always just every event we've had him in it's like all right he he's already an odds-on favorite to win he's just so good and so analytical and it, it makes sense when he comes on as a commentator it's like that brain just is perfect for it so he was able to add a lot like he was able to to add that color uh to like to cara's commentary that just fit perfectly and then fulham i mean fulham was 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 one that um, like I don't know all the inner workings because I I don't typically uh, I'm not typically involved with like talent selection. But I know that he was somebody that was going to be potentially on as talent, and then I guess things didn't work out from like a visa standpoint or whatever. So yeah, yeah, he tweeted it's, about it's, it. It's yeah, so it sucked that that didn't work out, but I was glad that we were able to get him involved even as like just a guest speaker. And like he made the most of it in the in the 15 or so minutes that he was on. I mean, he crushed it. So yeah, I mean, I I would imagine if we do another one that he would be you know and uh, somebody that we would want to go to again i I thought he did a great job and that's like for from my perspective like that's what twitch rivals was able to kind of bring to the table to help make this thing even bigger than it typically is because the mcc they, they do their online stuff all the time and it's fantastic but for me as a fan especially having been part of twitch rivals the one thing that i miss is is that sort of hub broadcast right i've watched their their admin um, perspective which is cool but it's more like a director's cut you know you're kind of getting like the feedback from them live as it's happening you haven't really had that sort of esports feel to it because there haven't been commentators so I am curious and I don't know you know what the answer is to this but I'm curious if now that they've kind of had that experience with us with doing the live stuff if maybe they look to do that for their online uh, events going forward maybe they look to bring commentators I don't know maybe they keep doing what they've been doing totally fine Um, their events are great anyway but uh, yeah I thought that was really cool uh it definitely added a different feel to it and and so for me like i was kind of bouncing around between channels but yeah it was, it was hard not to have the uh the hub broadcast as like the main thing because it was Everyone just Everyone they did cooked. such a good job of like really bringing everybody in and i also thought they did a really good job of like for anybody who wasn't familiar with mcc because that's another big thing too right it's the, mm. the rivals channel you know there are people that are uh followers and subscribers that are across a ton of different communities so for some people this may have been their first experience with seeing mcc and they did a really good job of like kind of pairing things down and explaining it in a way that was really simple um so hopefully we gained some new fans, and hopefully MCC did as well. Definitely.
2: Little intro things at the start of, like, the um, different games was such a new like a new feature that was just excellent to have on, and just to get across how everything works and so on. But I was kind of interested, um, going back to planning the event and so on. I was interested, because obviously in the past for Twitch Rivals, you've looked to have team captains in different events, and then for teams to be picked that way. Did that ever... Was Was that ever an idea for this event at all?
0: Not really. I mean, we, we talked with uh, with Scott about this pretty early on, and we know that the, the typical approach for MCC is is to have the curated teams. Mm. I know he puts a lot of thought into, you know, past results and like really trying to get the averages right. So we didn't think it made a lot of sense to do the captains. Uh, the other thing too, is when we do the captain's pick um, for our other events, the captain tends to be the, like the team name is whatever the captain's name is. So it'd be like team Hannah Rose, team Feinberg, yeah. whatever. And that doesn't work for this because obviously you have have got all the different animals and colors represented so we didn't think it made as much sense um so yeah we kind of again it, that's what made this event so easy is like we weren't building an event from scratch we were building an event that was like already amazing and it was just how do we how do we plus it up how do we make it a live experience that everybody will love and and you know want to go to a future one so yeah a lot of the stuff like we we didn't really change the ingredients like they built this amazing cake right like we, we don't need to change the ingredients it's just like how do we add some <laughs> stuff on top of it to make it even better the sprinkles
2: as you exactly said. <laughs> it was
1: essentially like okay your event's amazing it's strictly online so what if we put in person and gave you a live crowd to put everyone online and had commentators. And it's like, that's all you had to do. Essentially, the event, like, like you said, the event was made for you. You just had to make it work in person. And you guys, and I, I know it wasn't just Twitch Rivals, obviously not screw, big part of it, and just anyone else. I mean, I i feel very bad. I can't remember the name of the brand that made the t-shirts, C t t shirts. But even that, like, just everybody who was involved in it just did such an Like, it couldn't have gone any better. And I'm and I'm very like I am very sounding very fanboy here. Cause I guess I am being a bit of a fanboy, but like, I mean, even even the players, I'm sure, are acting a why i am so I, I that's why i don't want to say i'm fanboy because I, I they probably have the exact same reaction and yourself and not screw is that it just couldn't have gone any better it was the perfect event there was i mean obviously there's like a few little flaws every now and then but that's everything everything has its flaws right uh nothing's going to be perfect but it was like brilliant you know
0: yeah we we thought so as well uh we got a lot of great feedback from creators um during and after the event so i think you know if we were able to do another one we can make it even better uh which is kind of incredible to think about because that one was already amazing um but yeah very (laughs) excited um you know very happy with how things went down and really just you know it it as i mentioned before like this felt scripted and it was anything but scripted so the fact that it essentially went according to a script that we didn't even write is pretty amazing and yeah hopefully we get to do this again if nothing else like i think we've proven uh and i say we like nox crew and twitch rivals collectively have proven that there's like absolutely a hunger from the community for more mcc live irl type events so even if it's not with us i hope that mcc live irl continues to be a thing because like clearly that is something that the community wants creators and viewers alike so i definitely want to see more of that
1: do you have anything to add to this ajax or can i do the perfect transition
2: you go for the perfect transition good sir
1: with you mentioning the hunger from the community for something else like this whether it be with twitch rivals or just mcc on their own lately and I know Corey Way is one specifically for this, and I feel like a lot of people are, is uh, I've become a very big advocate for Minecraft esports, all right? I mention it on most podcasts. I hope one day, who knows, maybe the podcast can become big enough to essentially become a bit of a better advocate for it. But you personally... And once again, you can talk from a you perspective or a Twitch Rivals perspective. What would you say the future for Minecraft esports
0: is? I mean, I, it's interesting to me because I, I came into Minecraft in, in like 2014. And at that point, I, I wasn't really up to speed with all the things that were already happening. And so for me, it really wasn't until like 2018 and beyond that I started to really follow a lot of the content creators and all the events that were happening. And so for me, it's like seeing the last, I don't know, five, six years it's felt like this this constant push towards you know, esports becoming more of a, a mainstream thing for Minecraft, and it's it's kind of wild because to me it it seems like such a no brainer. So, like, Minecraft is one of those games, and I know I'm kind of preaching the choir here, but it's one of those games that like you could literally do anything in, and it's been proven so many times. So, uh, to me, it, it just makes no sense that we wouldn't have an esports scene. I think the difficulty is that you know, with other established games, you know, you have the developer that's heavily involved in in sort of building and crafting. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> You know, building yeah, out and crafting again, the nice. uh, the eSports scene um, and sort of, like, pumping uh, funding into it, which really kind of helps uh, spearhead that and move it along faster. And so I think that's the one thing that, that doesn't currently exist, which, you know, makes sense. Mojang um, has always been sort of hands-off on that. that they kind of, you know, the support from, like, a, you know, hey, this is happening kind of approach, but they're not, like, directly involved in funding these things. Um, so I think it's really going to just take... A combination of creators who are you know eager to create content around the the events uh and and adding that polish uh you know whoever's kind of running things behind the scenes adding the polish that can really make it sort of transcend beyond the minecraft space and then you know getting some sponsors on board and and really just like pushing this to become something that's um, sort of unifying for the Minecraft community because I've seen there's so many different events and, and that's great to a certain degree but it's also I think for people that are maybe newer to esports or don't really follow the Minecraft space as, as closely as us more I guess diehard fans do like that's always the thing with esports is like you want to try to make it uh, if you want to grow it big you have to make it super simplified and like very encompassing so everybody can get in the lower the barrier to entry the better which is why something like Rocket League blew up so fast because I mean it's pars it's with the, with the ball it's soccer right it's so simple (laughs) um and with minecraft like because it's so because you can do anything within it, it it's it's a little overwhelming i think for some people so i think that's one thing that mcc has done a really good job of is like they have a very unified look they have a very unified unified feel you know it's mcc as soon as like the music starts as soon as you see the visuals yeah. and so they've done a really good job of building that brand um and i think they're you know and this is not to say anything against any other groups that are doing events because they're all great But i think mcc in my opinion are the closest to setting like an official sort of esports Sort of you know a circuit or whatever you will because they've got a lot of different events they've they've got you know, tons of experience under their belt over the past you know, ten plus years that they've been building stuff for Minecraft. I believe they have a great relationship with with Minecraft and, and uh, Mojang team because I know they're constantly releasing stuff on like the bad Bedrock uh, marketplace. Yeah. So like I think they have all the stuff necessary to take it to that level and I think they're going to be the ones to do it. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that you know we get to a place to where it's you know we it feels like we've been in this sort of like Minecraft Renaissance for the past few years and um yeah just excited as a fan to see where it goes yes
2: definitely the same i I really love mcc so it was amazing to see interestingly this was um this twitch rivals was the first time mcc has had a prize pool and obviously it was a very you know if you won you got like a hundred more than those who didn't but um did that add any interesting like stuff to uh, deal with for the Knox Were, were they uh, good, all good with the prize pool and so on being added
0: yeah i mean that was definitely more of a twitch rivals thing that's something that we just do for all of our events so i think for that one it was more just kind of finding a way to work with them to to put it to design it in such a way that it does not detract from what the overall objective of the event is my my understanding from them is that like the event is very much you know it's like yes it's competitive and yes there's a winner but it's more about like coming together and having a good time and so prizing prizing could sort of it could change things a bit and we've seen this with the events that we've done. You know, if we, we run like a hundred thousand dollar event and the first prize is twenty K, all of a sudden people play differently. And so mm-hmm. prizing can complicate things quite a bit. So I think it was them that suggested, you know, making it as flat as possible in order to it's like a combination of things. It's like make sure that everybody gets a little something, which is great, but also de incentivize playing too sweaty, if it makes sense. And that's always tricky because, like, you want people to play competitively and you want them to do their best, but you don't want them to go full sweaty tryhard to where, like, they're not even having a good time. You no, know? like, yeah. there's a fine balance there, and it's really tricky to to find that balance. So I think we did a good job collectively of, of you know, giving enough of an edge for the winner. So it's like, oh, yeah, they got a little bit more. They got the crowns, you know, and that sort of thing. They got the, the end ceremony but really and truly at the end of the day the most important thing was just that everybody had a good time and i think we were able to do that
2: yeah i definitely think that came across i mean in terms of training i only saw really Ant go full for it and he goes full for it every single event so a lot of them were obviously having to travel uh to uh Las Vegas as well but yes that's I think it definitely worked out with in terms of it didn't even feel like there was a prize pool which came across which was really nice and yeah it felt exactly
1: like an MCC event I hope this isn't like weird to say I don't it feels like it I don't know like not that it wouldn't it that didn't feel like a Twitch Rivals without it but I feel like it just wouldn't be it wouldn't have been as Twitch Rivalry
0: if it didn't have a prize pool you know does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, the, the yeah. alternative is we could have had a charity prize pool. We've done this before for some uh, yeah, events. See,
1: but just, I mean, a prize pool in general. Like, if it was just like, yeah, hey, MCC Live, here we go. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it wouldn't have been the same if it didn't have yeah. like, that Twitch money involved. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the way that Twitch money, I guess, sort of works is, like, we always want our creators to feel like their time is well spent. And so we try to build our events in such a way that, like, even if there was no prize pool involved, they would still want to take part in it because, you know, they're able to create amazing content and they're able to connect with their fans, they're able to connect with other creators, all of those things that we we try to bring to the table, so the prize pool is meant to just be sort of that cherry on top, where it's like, hey, on top of all this amazing stuff that's happening, and this great opportunity, I'm also guaranteeing that my time, you know, is being well spent, and so it's like, you know, in some events, you know, it makes more sense to make it a little bit more stacked towards the top, and it's a bit more competitive, and um, so you know, we kind of make the prizing built that way, but for this event, yeah, it made more sense to make it flat, it was, again, it it was more more the spirit of it was everybody coming together having a good time some people meeting for the first time ever which is really cool when those things can happen and we can help facilitate Mm -hmm. that so the pricing was more of an afterthought for this Um, and and really it's I mean I don't know I wasn't in their shoes but if it was up to me like I would take that crown that custom unique crown that nobody else gets to have I would take that over a couple thousand any day like that's
1: (laughs) I I mean mean, you can't put a prize
0: tag on that that's such an incredible like when when they busted those things out that those were amazing it's just just like
1: MC Coins, right? Like, you know, what would you yeah. like? I, I it's going to sound weird to say, but what would I rather have like, you know, 10 grand or a, like a, a coin that only one person has in the world? Like, I know it yeah. sounds weird to say, but I mean, especially if I'm in their kind of position where they can travel to TwitchCon and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I'd pay more than 10 grand for a coin. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take it out for I would.
2: Um, i thought it was cool that after so long trying to win an mcc coin captain sparkles wins a crown straight away i thought that was a really
0: really uh, cool fine, thing man. that happened yeah i was reading something uh about him being like the most winningest non-canon mcc player uh because i guess this one was like you know, yes yeah, a typical MCC one, react, yeah. So, it's non-canon. so it's pretty cool that like he's able you know the normal events you know he does well but maybe doesn't win but the the sort of you know the non-canon events the ones that are a little bit different that require you to maybe play a little bit outside of what you're usually used to he's able to dominate in those uh which is really cool and for us it's interesting because like sparkles has been a part of almost every one of our minecraft events like so many of our events he's been a part of and he typically is a contender like he does really well in our events so i don't know there's some sort of synergy between us and and him and mcc and uh, it was it was cool to see him you know get a win on that stage and uh, I don't know I mean I've been a fan of his for a long time he's been around he's he's the OG right he's been around for so long so mm-hmm. to see that longevity with his career and I mean I was just watching he's he's doing this uh this RPG uh dark hardcore series uh, he's he's just always doing new and interesting stuff and so again as just a fan it's cool to see all these different types of creators coming together and able to have a good experience and yeah I don't know like I, I really I think the the, the The future is bright for MCC. Uh, You know, we we never even really got to talk about this much, but like the stuff they're doing with MCC Island, I think is really so cool that they're able to take what was great about MCC and bring it to the public. Yeah. Um, and and allow you know everybody else to kind of get that experience and to get involved. And and I don't know what their plans are, but I I would imagine that there's going to be I don't know in my head it makes sense that MCC Island would have sort of a system that can ladder up to MCC, so you could have people playing in MCC Island maybe to win a chance to be a part of MCC. Or something i don't know i don't know what their plans are for that but to me it just makes sense that there's a way to kind of connect those um but even if mm-hmm. not like just the fact that because mcc is so iconic and it's always been something that you just kind of you watch but you're not necessarily participating in having that as something that the public can be a part of is just so cool so i'm, I'm you know again a little bit of a fanboy. Uh, i've known about <laughs> crew for a long time but it's just awesome to see what they've been able to do and i mean they're trendsetters they're, they're building something that's really unique and cool in the minecraft space and um, i have a lot of respect for them
1: i mean i don't know about the whole like building up thing i think it's like it's a cool concept like on paper i just don't i don't know uh, it, i guess it, i sound like a bit of a hater here but i just don't think it worked. it kind of works because I mean, they works, have I mean,
2: they have mcc island and then you can get into rising and then you can get into the actual mcc i
1: guess yeah but like i don't know Know, like working, I don't know. It just causes. I, I, don't know, I don't. I don't. I don't have reasoning behind it. And even if I did, it's not something I'd want to give. I just started. I don't know. Just me personally. You know. I am not disagreeing with you. I mean, obviously, if that's your like kind of full process, that's completely fine. But I'm just going to kind of give it mine. It's,
0: yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's the sort of thing that like it probably wouldn't be like an official ladder system, but more like. I guess what I'm trying to say is I think MCC Island can be a place for people to create content and sort of make a name for themselves. Oh yeah, of course. And yeah. then they make they kind of create their own opportunity to then potentially get involved in something like MCC Rising, and then potentially get involved with something like MCC officials. So I mean, I look okay. at someone like Fire Breath Man, like he has been in a ton of our events, and he's always just like, all right, we got to nerf this dude. He's too good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so especially like his first event in MCC, like just did phenomenally. So I think mm-hmm. folks like that, it's really cool that they have a place to to play like when MCC Island didn't exist and they weren't a part of like MCC Rising or MCC, it was like, they didn't have a way to be involved in MCC, right? It was very kind of limited, which yeah, there's I a certain that. prestige to that, but like making MCC Island and having the public space, it, it allows everybody to be a part of it. So uh, again, for me, somebody that like kind of, I say grew up, I'm I'm pushing 40, so I grew up a long time <laughs> ago, but someone who grew up watching, you know, Hypixel and the rise of Hypixel, it's cool seeing what MCC is doing in this time and like how they're kind of doing their own thing, and who knows? Maybe it'll be as big as Hypixel, maybe bigger, maybe not. I don't know. But what they're doing right now is very cool, and yes. uh I think creators uh are very appreciative of the opportunities that they're bringing. So that's awesome.
1: Honestly, I think I just took out of context. Is like when you said the whole ladder thing, <laughs> I thought you meant like, yeah, there's gonna be like a tournament, of whoever gets the highest on the leaderboard. But into MCC, like, I guess I just took it the wrong way. I mean, when when MCC first came out, my main channel or insane Orbis, which I mean, I said I've stopped uploading on now. I said like that was essentially being used as a place to get into the MCC. Island community and I, I think I think it's paid off quite well. I mean, like you know, we and um, I, I started off making MCC Island YouTube videos, like I, I like and then I started streaming it, and then I got into the MCC Island community, and then I decided to bring the podcast back. And the podcast was originally when I was a Bedrock content creator. Then I bought it back when I moved over to MCC Island Java. And now, look, you know, we're sitting on the podcast right now, having <laughs> a chat, and then it's just a case of would you be here if I was still the OG podcast? And I just don't think I would because I mean, I've improved so much with. Promotion. Promotion. you know midweek mc became a thing because age i met ajx and ajx was willing to do it with me and then the way i like invite you on the podcast the way i promote the podcast the way you like how professional it looks is all because i've grown myself with okay i'm starting to get in quotation marks bigger names on and that class you as like someone who is like holy crap how have we done this <laughs> you know because y- you know community program manager for twitch rivals is not every day you can go like yeah no I've, I've sat down with them I've had a conversation with them you, you just can't you know not everybody gets that opportunity so it's like it's just it's just a case of MCC Island has also made the podcast I think where it is right now and I guess I guess to, to, uh, to, to kind of add to your point there and prove it is that I've stemmed into getting in contact i guess or like being able to talk to larger creators because i made a bit of mcc Allen content you know it's all like a chain it's all dominoes and i kind of waffled a little bit there but i was i, I was gonna sense. i was gonna
2: add to that the the you know so we've had like mr cat who originally started making mcc content um now being in the event owen was obviously part of all things mcc now in the event yeah, so yeah, yeah definitely there's definitely a ladder there and i can't wait to see more people climb up it you know
1: i just originally took out context as in like when i when i first heard it i just, yeah, I I just yeah. in my head i was like <laughs> oh they mean just like make a tournament bracket on mcc island and the, the top three get into the event you know but then i then when you explained about crazy thing it made a bit more sense to me so i, I apologize for taking that like out of I, like, <laughs>
0: no of. that's all good uh, yeah i think one of the great things about mcc is like they've always done a really good job of identifying sort of the right folks for these events so that's mm. you know it's not to say anything against anybody else but it's like this is a creator event right it's not just who's the the, the best who, who can do things the fastest it's you've got to have a presence and you've got to be able to you know you've got to be able to create content in a way that's engaging and that you have a community that you're building and so that there's, there's a certain level of prestige with these events and i think mcc island does a great job of giving The folks that are maybe you know on the the precipice of of getting to that point but aren't quite there yet it gives them a place to sort of it gives them something to do right and it gives them a way to build their own content and kind of create their own fan base and start kind of cutting their teeth a little bit um in creating content around that so in a way it's it's almost like a training ground i think both literally from like a playing the games and sort of getting a sense of how those things operate but then also like you have to be able to you know you have to be able to handle yourself in a certain way there's a certain professionalism you've got to be able to get along with folks you've got to be able to create connections and you got to create you know a, a fan base and so i think there's a lot of cool stuff that's happening and, and maybe this was their attention all along maybe it was just you know something that's kind of like a happy byproduct of it but either way um, they're doing a great job and i again i have a ton of respect for what they do
1: like i hate to say it but I, I think it's just those who look into it it's common knowledge it's like mcc all the right reasons have to be picky for instance like ajax right i bought ajax on the first midweek mc and we did an interview for but I'm not going to bring Ajax on every single week because like, I, I mean, obviously midweek MC, but I mean to interview Ajax, right? I'm not just going to bring someone random on. And there's a reason for it is because, <laughs> you know, as an event, as MCC is an event or as inside MC as a podcast, you 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 want to grow, you know, as much as you still want to get people on, you feel like I, I, I very much said it. And I said it when I, when I invited you on was the podcast is very much people I'm interested in. And it's proven by the guests I've had on and the guests I'm going to have on. There's purely just people I find interesting and like talking to, but I'm not just going to like put out a tweet going, yeah, who wants to come on the podcast and just invite anyone on. Because I have to be picky if I want the podcast to grow. Like my MCC, if they want it to be a, like you said, it's such a prestigious event, they have to be... Or they don't have to be but they are like very like picky on who invited like who is right for the event you know they're not just gonna put out a tweet like mcc rising for example that's essentially putting them out, or putting out a pen out tweet going yeah who wants to come on who wants to play an mcc but then they had to be really picky with who had the best application videos who put in the effort who was right for the event all that kind of jazz you know and i feel like that's what probably what twitch rivals does as well right
0: a little bit i would say that we're not i don't know it depends because we've got a lot of different events that happen and so some of our events are a bit more open um where where anybody can be a part of it but then we have other events that are a bit more curated. So yes and no. Um, I would say most of our events are probably that way. And it's it's always a tough thing to sort of talk about, but I'll try to do my best here. It really comes down, and, and I'm speaking from Twitch Rivals at this point, not uh, Nox Crew, but it always comes down to trying to find a way to sort of balance out the goals that we have for the the event, uh, which are typically like, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, any event that we do, we want to make sure it's going to make a splash, right? And so we want to make sure that it's going to have... Enough visibility to make it make sense, both from like a financial standpoint, because you know obviously we're putting you know a lot of uh, resources into making these events happen, uh, between the broadcast, and the production, and hiring talent, and all the things that we're doing. Um, plus, we have staff that are managing these things, um, so it has to make sense from like a financial standpoint. But it also needs to serve, and this is the most important thing: it needs to serve the community. So you know we could just phone it in and just do an event for the sake of doing an event, but what does that actually do, right? Um, what we want to do is we want to make something that's going to make a splash. So when you see it, it's like, oh, that's a Twitch Rivals event. I know that's going to be a big deal. I want to tune in. And as a creator... It's like I want to be a part of that because it's going to bring me opportunities for discovery and it's going to bring me opportunities to connect with other creators who maybe I've never played with before or they're my friends and I want to get to hang with them and you know, all these things we try to put all of that together. And so when we're inviting creators, you know, we're thinking of all these things. We're trying to think of you know who's who's kind of hot in the space right now, who's making a name for themselves, um, you know, who have we not had in a while, who is the winner of the last event. Like we're trying to think of all these different storylines. So that way it's always this interesting sort of melting pot of a ton of different creators coming together. And ultimately, as long as they have the right vibes and they're bought into the event, they're going to have a good time. And so I think that Knox Crew probably does something pretty similar with how you know them and, and S Major kind of build their events. I can't say for sure that you know that's kind of like their their secret sauce, but you know mm-hmm. as a as a as a fan and a and a fellow uh, tournament organizer or event organizer, I'm sure there's something of that nature that goes into it. Because again, you really want to make sure that you know your events stand out and that um, that you're you're getting the right folks in. And again, that's not to say that other people aren't right for the event. It's just you know it's all about timing. So. Um, find the right folks for the right time and you know uh, as folks sort of like develop and um, build brands for themselves they'll create those opportunities naturally and again kind of going back to the MCC Island thing like that's a great place for people to sort of build their own content their own network and um yeah i mean I, I hope to see more of that in the future with uh with what mcc does and uh with not with sorry with what nox crew does and all the stuff they're doing with mcc and who knows i mean maybe there's more stuff in the pipeline i have i have no idea they didn't tell us but um you know it just seems like they're always coming up with something new um and they're always very very forward thinking about the creator economy and this this space as a whole so definitely a lot of admiration and respect for what they do
1: you're so much better word and stuff than i am <laughs> i kind of just <laughs> see, the thing is i just waffle right i i, I get my point across by waffle and it takes me time but like you're so much more professional with your wording <laughs> i need i need to get better at that a little bit because i mean you kind of just said what i was meant to say but in a bit a like wow he sounds like a bit of a also kind of way you know no no no
0: i i have many years of experience I, like i said I'm, I'm pushing 40 so i've been doing this for a while i've been in the esports and community and creator community space for uh, almost 10 years now so trust me when i first started my <laughs> i'm dating myself at this point the first event that i ever <laughs> ran a uh, rocket league event i did it entirely out of my email i, I didn't use a platform i didn't oh even know God. what like challenge or smash g was back then it was just all out of my email so yeah i i, I learned a lot over the years uh so don't be too hard on yourself it takes time and doing more of these kind of things you know just a- as you do it you-, you get that experience so you know you're doing great don't worry about it
1: you know i appreciate that thank you <laughs> that means a lot uh i i feel like i had more to s- i had another question but i just i can't remember i mean yeah i think we've kind of just put everything uh, ultimately ultimately how i guess just like a final rundown of how the event went and everything like that how how proud of you are like how i guess just a chance here for you to kind of give a big props yourself and to give a, a big props to the team and not screen everyone, everyone else, everyone involved, like, you know, just, I guess just this section to big yourself. It was up amazing. A little bit. So yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, do, do you have anything else to say to like, kind of big yourself up a little bit, you know, as well as yours, if you, because you know, you deserve it. And so does everyone else.
0: Yeah. I mean, th- this was a full team effort, um, uh, between the Twitch rivals team and Knox crew and, and S major, as well as all the different folks that we worked with, to to bring this this event to a live space so you know collectively across the team everybody just knocked it out of the park i mean i can't take the credit because you know a lot of this stuff really was about just taking what was already a fantastic product and adding the sprinkles and whipped cream and cherry and all the stuff on top to make it that much better and, and just work in a live setting and so you know i just yeah i'm very appreciative of honestly just as a fan i'm appreciative of the fact that i was able to work on something like this and um i I don't think it could have gone much better um i think it went as as you know as as good as it could have um and i'm hopeful that we can work together in the future uh maybe bring an eu event next year i don't know we'll see (laughs) so excited so
2: excited we had uh, some Twitter questions for you as well. We uh, got one from Emily who uh, asked, what was the coolest part of setting this all up or what was the most fun part to do?
0: Oh, that's uh, that's a good question. I mean, the easy answer is just like everything because just getting, a, again, as a fanboy of MCC and, and Nox crew, just getting a chance to work with them was amazing. Like being able to hop into a meeting, it's like, oh, I've got a meeting at 10 o'clock with the MCC team. That's amazing, right? So I geeked out a little bit about that. But honestly, like seeing it all come to life um the first time because i i didn't get a chance to go and see it live but you know obviously we had like screenshots behind the scenes of like hey we're setting things up and just watching it sort of turn from this convention space where it's you know like you know a dark hall and what a typical convention space looks like to the bright colorful look that mcc the iconic look that mcc has watching that come to life was really cool um especially with like all the I, i don't know how they were designed but like all the different designs that uh were across the stage that that really sort of helped to um, solidify that brand and then of course seeing all the creators like the walkouts the walkouts for me that was such a cool thing because you know you don't usually see that with mcc it's just like you know that they have the they do a little bit of that with you know they pan to the different teams and they do like their their dances or whatever and that's cool but like Mm -hmm. having the actual walkout while the crowd's there and everybody's cheering people get excited and you know there's just so much personality that was a part of it so that for me was really exciting
1: yes definitely Dude, I, I guess just i had something i forgot to mention earlier and now you kind of spoiled there like i know you weren't there and i'm I'm sorry that you got to miss out but hopefully you'll be there next time it's like all the group photos and stuff was so cool like you know they had like that big one that big one that everybody has seen it has like like Legundos in it and like president pound is in it <laughs> and it's like they they like they weren't even like they were in the crowd but they still somehow got into the pitch and so and i just thought it was really cool how like connected this community is because of it you know like in like yeah. with the commentators were speedrunners and like i know car in a speedrunner but like car was there and like in the event itself you know you mentioned different like SP and all that kind of stuff it's just that as a whole you know everything was just everything just worked it was all cool you know it was just it was just a cool event (laughs) everything was great at least in my eyes you know
0: yeah i definitely agree and it was like i don't i don't know how much this was publicized but we actually had a meet and greet after like directly after the mcc event yeah, yeah. yeah so we had that event right after and it lasted for like i don't know three hours or so and there were just hundreds of people there to meet and, and get signatures from um, all the different folks. So that was really cool. Like, that's, that's the first time I think we've ever done that. So I think something people don't necessarily realize is, well, Twitch Rivals is obviously part of Twitch. Like, we're our own team, so to speak. So, like, there are other meet and greets, but that's, like, a TwitchCon team thing. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of red tape, and you know, politics or whatever but like there's different teams that do different things so for us that was the first time that we as switch rivals did a meet and greet and so it was really cool being able to like bring that to the mcc community and it made a ton of sense to do it right after that event and so it was awesome to see you know just the interactions between like all the all the fans and the creators. Again, I was unfortunately unable to go, but uh my colleague was able to get a card signed for me, and I, yeah. I tweeted that out. Honestly, that made my my like my month. Like that was so cool. Because uh, you know I've been watching like Hermitcraft. I've been watching Hermitcraft since like 2017 2018 So you know hmm. Scar, Gem, Impulse, etc. Like I've been watching these folks for a very long time. So if I had been there, it would have been very hard for me to to keep my professional composure, I I would have been geeking out a little bit. So (laughs) it was cool being at home and and seeing that, you know, hey, I get to have one of those and I'm going to put it up on my wall. So yeah, it was fun.
1: And if you never tweeted about that card, then I probably would have never got in contact with you. Because like I said, like my, how I mentioned before the podcast was, I saw like CPK respond to a tweet of yours and it was that tweet, the card. And I thought, screw it, I'll try my luck. And now look, I, I mean, I think this has been a very good <laughs> podcast. I've enjoyed it. I hope you have as well. I hope you have AJ. It's been quite fun. I've Just loved, been, loved it. Anything.
0: Yeah, this has been great.
1: Uh, I There is one more Twitter question and it comes from Thunderblaze999. And they ask, how and why was the decision to have six MCC games instead of the usual eight?
0: Uh, Yes, I saw this mentioned a few times on Reddit and Discord as well. So this one's pretty simple. It really comes down to timing. With it being a live event, uh, we have a limited amount of time that we can run these events because uh, we are part of a convention and there are rules. So we have to like shut things down at a certain point, et cetera, et cetera. So knowing that in talking with the, with Knox crew, um, CC team, we, we wanted to make sure there was enough time to do everything. We knew that there were going to be walkouts. We knew that there were going to be breaks because we've got to do ad reads and things for our sponsors we knew that there were going to be interviews and so with all of that and then also like a post event ceremony uh so with all that stuff in mind we wanted to make sure that there was enough time to sort of like let the event breathe and not feel like we're just rushing through everything. So, could we have probably gotten away with maybe more games? Yeah, maybe. Something that maybe we could change for the future. But going into this first one, we wanted to play it safe, and so I think it was the Nox crew folks that mentioned chunking it down to six to make sure that there was enough time for everything. And I think it was the right call. Uh, you know, you, oh, you could never be <laughs> you could ever be too safe with these things. We've had events where we've gone over. Uh, if you look at the Apex event, we unfortunately had some issues in the first, like, hour. And it ended up taking a bit longer than we expected. So those things can happen, and you have to plan for that ahead of time because you never know if it's going to happen. And so it's better to err on the safe side.
1: And I think yeah, I personally think it was the right call as well, just because the event was like what two and a half hours. That's the that's the length of a normal MCC event. <laughs> uh, like yeah. at, when you watch from home, and that has eight games. So just imagine like I, I mean, it would have been. And even then, even if it's not a case of it going over, I feel like it just would have been too drained out. Anyways, like three hours is the perfect amount. If it had eight games, it would have been longer. And then if it had eight games, there would have also been the ten point difference and I wouldn't like this is like obviously every single MCC is amazing but this is definitely one of the ones that stand out as in like not only because of it being live but just because of what's happened in this event you know at like the 10 point difference CPK coming fourth in div Ant-Frost, uh placing uh, not Anthros sorry Frost placing top like all of that combined you know
0: yeah there's was definitely a one for the ages
1: yeah. I
2: think I yeah, was yeah. oh, <laughs> saying definitely it's it's always going to be in my head
1: I think that uh, I think we've pretty much covered everything then regarding MCC live uh, it's uh i i am i'm very glad i'm very glad we brought you on because you know as much as we would have been able to talk about this this became very much uh us asking you questions about it rather than us kind of speculating which is always always makes for a better podcast you know that's why i like to bring the person on who's involved with it rather than and kind of speculating ourselves but before i do the outro here cloud would you like to you know kind of promote yourself uh, you can promote anything regarding yourself you know you twitch rivals whatever where can we find you where can we find anything you're involved in the, the floor is completely yours
0: sure i appreciate it that um yeah i'll just say that uh you know i'm I'm very very happy with how the event went um, and i appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with me um, and giving me the opportunity to kind of talk about how the event went from our perspective, and and giving a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. As far as me, uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Discord. It's just Cloud Fuel, um, and then Twitch Rivals. You know, we're, we're obviously on Twitch, and uh, we've got a Twitter as well. So, you know, if you're if you're into creator-led events, uh, you know, Twitch Rivals I think is definitely something worth checking out. We have a lot of events coming up this month and next month, uh, as well as December. Um, I don't I don't know. If if we have any i don't think we have any minecraft events in the next two months but we do have minecraft minecraft events planned for next year so Ooh. definitely stay tuned for those
1: there we go i love watching minecraft Switch rivals i i've only i only recently got into it like last year Switch rivals itself like minecraft but then i think i've like mainly because of the podcast as well essentially as i've become a lot more involved in it you know i've, I've had to become a lot more i had to but want to become a lot more involved in minecraft as a whole just for the sake of making a good podcast and i think i think i think it's working so we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah, you know we'll see where the podcast is when the next minecraft twitch rivals happens you know because admitted it'd it obviously make a good topic to talk about on the podcast but it just do you know what i mean <laughs> okay.
0: yeah we'll have to follow up and see how things have uh progressed from from now to then for the both of us
1: right <laughs> for sure <laughs> with that being said then Thank you, AJX, for showing up this week. This was this was no, a no, 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 podcast. It was perfect. I here. You. I love MCC.
2: And, <laughs> and thank you,
1: criminals. exactly. And thank you so much again, Cloud, for taking time out of your day to chat because I know it's quite early in the day for you as well. So we've kind of taken your afternoon away. But thank you so much for you know coming and speaking to us about the ins and outs. In ins and outs. Of mcc twitch rivals live
0: certainly it's been an honor thank you
1: this has been midweek mc talking about mcc live that happened i guess over the weekend or on friday for us but it would have been like last, like two weeks ago give or take for you the viewer either way talking about mcc live twitch rivals that kind of collab thank you all for watching stay safe don't eat too much bread pieces